previously on the Infinite Escape Room. Would you like a little bit of anaesthetic, my friend? Does he die? Is Hamlet and Piglet related? <laughs> yeah, paint the lady gal the donkey. Sunday dinners will never be the same again. Am I an idiot? Good folks, bad folks, and folks who don't give a folk. Hello and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room. <laughs> I thought I changed oh, it up, one. you know? <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a group of geographically diverse pals meet up, have a drink, and work together to solve a homemade escape room of the ears. This is Jamie, your captain speaking, and tonight I'm drinking, it was a birthday treat, it's a Cherry Bakewell flavoured mead from the Cornish Mead Company. Ooh! As soon as I opened the bottle, just the the whiff of marzipan hit my mm. nostrils, and oh god! So uh, it's as as flavorful as you'd expect the mead to be, but it also tastes like liquid cake. I'm worried I'm going to drink the whole bottle tonight because it's seventeen percent. So, oh, hopefully you get out in time because I might be a widow bit pished by the end of the episode. <laughs> I mean, you might be a widow bit pished by the end of the, uh, the, end of the intro. Mm. Listeners can't see that um, it's not like a little delicate sherry glass that uh, Jamie's drinking this from. He's quaffing it from a mug. <laughs> it is. It is my dedicated mead mug. To be fair, it only takes maybe a, a third of the bottle. <laughs> only. Only. I'm good for. I'm good for it. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. And locked in with me today, we have a trio of troublesome troubadours. Hello, I'm Michael James Fatang Fatang Ole Biscuit Barrel Collins, and I am drinking a Badger's Founders Keepers, which is a Creek-style uh, cherry beer. Um, it's my one of two bottles of this I have left. Uh, it's a little bit strong. It's quite nice, actually. I'm not normally a fan of kind of like a, a super strong, sort of Germanic-y, flavoury, fruity beer. But this one's actually quite sort of, yeah, quite nice and, and pudding-y. Um, I imagine by the time I get to the bat- bottom of the bottle, I should be quite pished. Superb. And plus one for cherry as well. There's a theme. I love it. I'm going to ruin the theme. <laughs> I'm Laura and I'm drinking a hobgoblin gold. It's fine. Bung a cherry in it. <laughs> Even if it's a glassy one. <laughs> a glassy one, yeah. Classy cherry. Oh. Umbrella. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a cocktail now. Yay! Uh, and I'm Alid and I kind of keep the theme going. I've got orange juice. It's a fruit. <laughs> It's in, oh. you know, it's, it grows on the on the trees, so we'll allow it. It's still part of the family, along with Is beer it? and goblins. Yeah, I mean, they're I all mean, part of the forest. Yeah, and yeah, like, uh, have you not seen those forests? They're all nature's creatures it's, in the end, aren't they? It's from the Witchwood Brewery, I suppose. Ah, oh, so we're all in the spooky drinks, and oranges look a lot like pumpkins, the spookiest of fruits. Oh. You know, it's all. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! Pump- pumpkins aren't fruit. Pumpkins are a fruit. They've got the seed on the inside. What? Oh, yeah, like a, cu- like a cucumber. Yeah. Mm. Pumpkins, cucumbers, tomatoes, all fruits, baby. Pumpkins are not fruits. Is that is that why they try and make pumpkin pie? Is that the argument? Is that pumpkin's technically a fruit, so we'll make a pie out of it? Because that's a ridiculous argument. Not really sure if they have an argument. This is the pumpkin pie goes along with the Thanksgiving dinner where they put marshmallows in the sweet potato and have it with a roast dinner. So, yeah. It's just, I don't understand what the logic is behind any of that. It feels like the sort of thing invented by the people who also invented eggnog. Who were just like, hmm, what if I was being sick all of my life? <laughs> I think it's just a mask whether or not you're being sick from the, the alcohol or from the copious amount of egg that mm. you're mm. drinking. I mean, the fact you drink an egg for a start, unless, you, unless you're a bodybuilder, don't, don't drink egg. Mm. That's a PSA for you. <laughs> or if you're Gaston. Well, Gaston's allowed to eat whatever he damn well pleases. He eats, what was it, five dozen eggs every morning to help him get large? Well, he used to eat four dozen eggs. Oh, that's get of large. course, yes. And now no, sorry, yeah. it's five dozen eggs. 
Yeah, sorry, no, I've been following his TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's why he got stuck in the Suez Canal earlier this year. That would have been topical six months ago. <laughs> so before we begin, I would like to give a special thank you to the people that keep the lights on and let us do the things that we do. Those are our wonderful Patreons who support us each and every month to help keep the lights on. You are the wind beneath our wings, you are my wonder wall, and you are the candle in a window on a cold, dark winter's night. And this week, I want to give a special shout-out to three of our wonderful Patreons. I don't know very much about you, but I'm going to hazard a guess at some things that I think that you are good at. First, we have Colin Walker, who can track down a set of lost keys to within 50 feet. We have Charlotte Knowles, who <laughs> can carry at least nine chickens in one hand. And Ooh. Jen McFarlane, who once saved a man's life by punching him in the throat. Thanks very much to all of you for keeping us off the streets and on the air. If anything, I want to know the backstory on all of these, particularly the throat. Like, help, my throat is killing! <laughs> and you're like, not for long, pow. Well, have you, seen well that, Jen. have you seen that scene in Mrs. Doubtfire, where Pierce Brosnan's choking on the spice, and then Robin Williams does the Heimlich? I think it's like that, but just via the throat punch. Have you confused Mrs. Doubtfire and June? No, no, that's Mrs. Doubtfire. But the spice? Yeah. Yeah, he chokes on like a pepper or something. Oh, I see. Yes, yes, that makes a lot more. Sorry, restaurant. Been... Oh yeah, that scene, that, that scene in Dune where Robin Williams in drag comes in and punches <laughs> a guy in the throat. <laughs> Sorry, I was. I think I've been thinking, reading too much Frank Herbert of late. I was just like the spice, <laughs> spice melange. <laughs> so I hear you scream out into the infinite void. What is the infinite escape room? Well, it's much like the escape rooms you're used to seeing out in the real world, but this one stretches across all known themes, dimensions, and multiverses. And because it's infinite, there is no end. Every room in the infinite escape room links a wonderfully into the next in one big, never-ending escape experience adventure. Think of a link of sausages from the butchers, but this one just keeps going on forever. Each week, one of us will present a part of the infinite escape room. This week, it's me, while the others will try to solve it. If they don't escape within the allotted time, then very unpleasant things will happen to them. And if they break anything they're not supposed to, they will lose their deposit. Which this week is your fingernails and toenails. You will just have fleshy stumps. But I need them. Forever. That's awful. That is really well, awful. That's a horrible oh, scra- Scratching an itch without any fingernails. Oh. The, the, the stakes are high. Just fleshy nubs for the rest of time. If uh, uh. you can't open like tins or the little bits of plastic filled. So effectively of... we have penises for fingers. Well, s- steady on. That feels... <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> If you want to go that that far, then uh, we can certainly alter the deposit. I would probably start breaking things. I think I could have a lot of fun with <laughs> just te- just ten dicks on my hands. Yeah, I mean, as much as anything, you definitely have your own kind of like specific fetish niche on Pornhub. You could, you know, you could make a career out of that. True, but but uh, where every greeting is a sexual harassment suit. Other websites are available. High five! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do it again. Harder. (laughs) So, are we all ready? Yes. Oh, yeah. Then let's enter the Infinite Escape Room. Last time, after failing to correct the errors in the infernal works of Shakespeare, though three out of five wasn't too bad if you ask me, our perilous puzzlers found themselves cursed to join the army of infinite monkeys at infinite typewriters, transforming into shit-chucking simians themselves. Stifling the urge to throw your own excrement at everyone and everything, you sit at your typewriter at a blank page and begin mindlessly clacking at the keys, your thoughts drifting to absolutely annihilating a banana later on. (laughs) And the demon guarding you eyes you suspiciously when there's a sudden loud screaming from his trousers. 
He picks up a phone and taps the screen. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, I've got them here. What? You're joking, right? They've only just got here. Yes, I know I've got an infinite number, but we're on a tight schedule. Well, it seems a bit convenient is all I'm saying. <laughs> right, fine, I'll send them up. He hangs up the phone and points to you. Right, you, you and you. You've been reassigned. The head of Space Force has requested you for a special mission. Off you pop. Suddenly, you do pop. Out of existence and reappear in a fairly small control room. In front of you is a computer terminal and a dashboard above which is a large perspex screen where you can see a large set of scaffolding and a clear night sky. You turn your heads to look around you and you realise that you can't, because you're all strapped to a set of upward-facing flight chairs. A voice crackles over the intercom. At ease, chimps. <laughs> this is Commander Albert. You're going to be at the forefront of Space Force's special top-secret mission. Operation Air Pocket will determine if these spacesuits, designed by Elon Musk, can withstand the cold vacuum of space. All our tests have failed so far, but backing down is not the American way, and so we press on. But hey, at least he put in a butt flap for you crazy monkeys. <laughs> Launches go in T-minus 35 minutes. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You're probably going to die. But it's a sacrifice that we're willing to make. Good luck. It seems that you would have 35 minutes to escape this shuttle before you're blasted into space in this untested and highly unsafe shuttle. Your time starts. Now, what would you like to do? So we're strapped into seats, uh, vertical flight chairs, presumably by seatbelts. Uh, it's like a, like a harness, like a five-point harness. Can we take it off? Uh, you can't. From where you're sitting, you can see each other, all similarly strapped to the chair, and your long monkey arms are free, but they're not quite long enough to reach any of the terminals or anything in front of you. And as far as you can tell, there's no button, there's no clasp on the harnesses themselves. Um, but as you look up, you do see a large release button on top of the terminal in front of you. Can we reach it? Okay. Sorry, Alan? Can we, can we reach the release buttons? You can't. As long as your monkey arms are, they're not quite long enough to hit that button. Okay. I think, I think I've worked out how we might need to release the button. But I want to say first that Jamie's given us 35 minutes, which means that Jamie made a puzzle and went... This is harder than 30 minutes. They're going to need another five minutes. <laughs> Woe betide us. <laughs> okay, so something that JB said in the intro, we have in our spacesuits butt flaps. A, this might limit their actual ability in the cold, hard vacuum, but also we're monkeys. Jamie, mm -hmm. am I able to do a little poop into my little monkey trousers? <laughs> Reach in through the butt flap, grab said, and then hurl said poop at the release button. So you you bear down and you pull out a Cleveland steamer from within your butt flap. <laughs> Cleveland steamer? That's not something I've heard in years. <laughs> yeah. And you throw it at the release button, which plastered itself to the button and the wall, and the harnesses release themselves. You are now free to ascend and descend the shuttle as you please. Uh, this middle area is the flight deck uh, with the door of the shuttle behind you. Above you are the sleeping pods, and below you is the cargo area. And although you're not yet in orbit, the shuttle has already been programmed to replicate zero gravity, so you are free to float about as you please. Oh, there's going to be and poo as well, Michael. Oh, sorry. Uh, the, the poo is actually quite neatly stuck to that release button. Um, I don't know if Monkey Maggie have been eating a lot of fibre recently, but that is, that is a good shit. I do eat a lot of fibre. <laughs> it's, it's paid off. 
You know, somebody once said um, farts were poo particles to me once, and it's it's stuck with me ever since then. Mm. Just every time you fart, there's little bits of poo floating around. Yum. Basically, yeah. Are people um, get pink? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, the computer terminal. Can we interact with it in any way, shape, or form? You can. So the terminal on this flight deck, it's a surprisingly archaic computer monitoring keyboard. And you clack a few keys, and some text pops up on a screen that says, Welcome back, Commander Halbert. What's the password? And there's a little blank text box for you to answer. Okay. And if we look around next to the terminal, underneath the keyboard, there's no post-it note or any password written down? Nothing written down. Um, As this is a a highly secured government agency, you would expect to have a password written on the monitor because that's how they seem to work, but (laughs) apparently not this time. MI5 probably left it on a train somewhere. No, hold on. There was (laughs) emphasis on written. It's not written down. Okay. Hmm. Suspicious. I, l- I love your conspiracy theories, Alan. This is great. <laughs> mm, it, could, it could just be a silly accent, Alan. That could it be. could be that. <laughs> it's true. Also, so the, the non-Welshman on the clock. Yeah, I'm just going to die. Should we go take a look at the sleeping pods? Yeah. Mm. Floating up. So you float up toward the sleeping area, and you can see that there are three pods side by side that are big enough to fit a person with a little bit of elbow room. Uh, there's also a small kitchenette opposite the sleeping pods. Oh, a kitchenette. We do like a kitchenette. Uh, a, clit- yeah. a kitchenette. A, a kitchenette. One of those. Mm, as does Ben. Where's Ben? Yeah, no. <laughs> Where's his drawers? There is mm. there is no lint in this puzzle. Are there drawers? <laughs> there are drawers in the kitchenette, but there's nothing that you can really see that's of note. Just usual like utensils in the kitchenette. Um, there's a like a little fridge. There's a little sink. Um, nothing you can see that's useful. Um, there is a, a poster on the fridge that says, crumbs cause electronic malfunction. Don't bring anything on board that might jeopardise the mission. Ah, crumbs. we probably want to jeopardise the mission. We do. Um, with the fridge, there's not magnets on the front of it by any chance, are there? Uh, there are no fridge magnets, no. That's fine. I love that that would be in like the sleeping pod of the kitchen. Out there. <laughs> okay, we've managed to get the design down to like the half kilo, but we've decided to put on this little thing from um, from the south of France. <laughs> uh, a lady with her baps out bathing on the beach. That's Jamie, is there anything in the fridge? Uh, you open up the fridge and it is currently completely empty. Well, empty apart from, let's say, a banana. A banana? Why not? But a banana doesn't have crumbs. Down. Enough bananas to feed the three of you because you're monkeys. I'm not that cruel. Got to get fed. Mm. That's a good point, though, Alan. Maybe we need to make banana bread. <laughs> With just bananas? <laughs> well, maybe we'll find. Maybe we'll find some bread. Let's <laughs> look at the, the storage cargo bay. Tomorrow. Yeah, the cargo bay might have some flour and eggs. Because you know that that's where they take the space on the right on the regular. Yeah. It's not like toothpaste food. I feel eggs. like they've done weirder experiments on the ISS. Probably. I mean, first banana bread in space, is, uh, that's a Guinness World Record that's not yet been broken. <laughs> yeah. Which would also make it the fastest banana bread in history. Very true. Because of, because of orbital bit. speeds relative yeah. to ground. Yeah. Does that mean it take, is it quicker to cook, though? Ooh. Depends what your air pressure is in the cabin, I think. Should we do the math later? <laughs> yeah, should we do no. the math later when we're not, when we're not on a straight No, let's, let's, get it, let's get into this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this. This is my daily life, but... <laughs> We should be doing a really important thing. What is the speed of banana bread mm. in space? These, these pressing questions must be answered. Yeah, genuinely, uh, listeners, if you know the answer of um, whether banana bread would cook quicker in space, do let us know. It's going to bug the hell out of me. Just Mike, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just Mike. <laughs> Everyone else will sleep fine at night. <laughs> Milton Keynes' man dies through worrying about the speed of banana bread. <laughs> Can we... Um, uh, gravity float our little monkey bum holes down to the cargo hold, please. 
Uh, yeah, so you, you float yourself ass first down into the cargo bay, and when you're there, uh, you see dozens and dozens of crates that are placed haphazardly around the room with some loose-fitting bungee cords stopping them from bouncing around the whole shuttle. Uh, you can see that each crate has got a different flag painted on top of it, and each crate is locked with a small padlock. There is one crate on the floor that's got a US flag painted on top, and scrawled on the outside of the crate are the words Obama equals Osama. The B in Obama has been crossed out, and the S in Osama has been circled. Hmm. B equals S. Maybe a substitution thing happening Maybe. at some point? Is there anything written on any of the other cargo crates? As far as you can see, nothing else is uh, painted. Um, no words are painted on the, the crates. It's just those different flags. Hmm. Obama equals Osama. Is they, are they key padlocks? or Just ordinary key turn the key in a key padlock the ultimate insecurity for our space force part of me wants to try obama and osama in the computer keypad but i think that's a waste of time yeah i feel like we need more information so we've got bungee cords and we have plates we have plates we have plates oh from the kitchen out yeah oh, like cutlery and crockery yes. stuff. yeah gotcha yeah. what are you thinking make a make monkey armor i don't know crockery i'm just trying to make or, an itinerary we've really. got plates we have Use them like trebuch- not trebuchets, but like slingshotty <laughs> things with a plate. Oh, slingshots! Yeah, fire stuff. Yeah, yeah, that could work. Makes me do bits. Let's see you try and launch this rocket when the controllers are full of forks. <laughs> We've launched with Alan's plate trebuchet. It would stop it from working. Yeah, it would stop it from working. <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was this your plan? You so you get some plates. And you attach them to the bungee rope and you're about to catapult them into the shuttle to like shatter them. And you let go and it bounces off the side of the shuttle. These plates are quite durable. And as you do, you feel an aching in your hands and feet. <laughs> almost as if your fingernails and toenails are oh, no. off. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> the uh, the uh, the crockery is um what you might call set dressing. Okay. And the bungees, bungee cords, presumably we can repurpose. <laughs> that was a pretty good, uh, pretty good theory, though. I like it, Alad. I like your new method for eliminating what isn't isn't set dressing by <laughs> <laughs> by bungee cord. Yeah, so I guess we have to like try and garrote each other with the bungee cord. I mean, to see whether it's puzzle critical or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, so we've looked at the sleeping pods. Oh, we've not actually looked at one another's flight suits in detail. Can we just kind of give each other a quick look over, see if there's anything exciting on our flight suits? Uh, give yourself a, a little little monkey pat down, and the flight suits seem to be identical. You've all got a butt flap. Uh, monkey Mike, your flight suit is considerably more soiled than the others, but <laughs> otherwise they seem to be pretty identical. It's got the, the Space Force logo on the breast pocket. looks quite nice. Only more soiled. Yes, more soiled, yeah. not The others aren't completely clean. You are monkeys, after all. There is some slight shitting going on. I shit you not. Yeah, monkeys. Um, we didn't look at the sleeping pods. We just saw that there were three. Hmm. Is there anything in the sleeping pods or about the sleeping pods? So you go into the sleeping pods. There are um, there are three pods. Two of them appeal to be, appear to be hermetically sealed, but one of them is open. As you go through each of the pods, you do see some information written on like the glass front. So the, th- the three people in the three pods, or the three people they belong to, are Halbert J., Specialist subject, U.S. Civil War. Favourite president, Ulysses S. Grant. In the second pod, Owens G. Specialist subject, Ryan Reynolds. Favourite president, Obama, I suppose. And the Mm. third one is Spur D. Specialist subject, canals and miscellaneous irrigation. Favourite president, 
Joe Biden. Uh, pods two and three are hermetically sealed, but the first pod does appear to be open. Obama, I suppose. Obama equals Osama. Um, Could we have a look in the first pod? Uh, yeah, so you look at the pod belonging to Halbert, and inside you can see a neatly pressed uh, military uniform, a Stars and Stripes flag on the wall, and several copies of the US conspiracy rag, the Epoch Times, on the bed. What's uh, what's Who's this month's um, uh, guest editor? Um, let's say it's Ben Shapiro, some equally twattish twat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the password thing, it was welcome back Halbert, wasn't it? So, mm. so maybe he's... He's the password. Uh, or his favourite president, maybe. Or his favourite US Civil War. Yeah. Should we try both of those as passwords? Yeah, but didn't do we, with like the circle around the S and something to do with the Obama thing, which if that's like a highlight for anything. But yeah, we could try like, his favourite president or something. Yeah. Okay, can we pimble down to the, the flight deck, please, and try um, in the password on the terminal uh, US Civil War uh, and then try Ulysses S. Grant. Sure. Uh, you, <clears throat> you type in US Civil War, enter... Nothing happens. And you type in Ulysses S. Grant, enter, and nothing happens. Okay. Okay. 20 minutes remaining. Can we, are we able to get into the other two pods at all? They uh, appear to be hermetically sealed. What does hermetically mean? I've never been quite sure. Um, it's just a fancy word for really, really, really sealed. Oh, okay. I think, <laughs> um, I think it's just no, nothing can get in or out. Gotcha. It's almost like um, clean, sterile, sort of like sterilely sealed. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, so, sorry, what was it? Then the first one was some press uniforms, the Epoch uh, the, Times. Yeah, four copies of the Epoch Times and uh, a Stars and Stripes flag. Are they the same four copies of the thing or the different versions? They are different. Uh, there are four different papers in the stack. Each of them has an equally tinfoil hatty headline above <laughs> some cutter coupons for various gun stores. Um, so the first headline reads, Polls reveal current commander-in-chief is a porcelain ass washer. The second reads, after rigged election, rightful president to return with a loud strike of his fist. The third reads, forensics reveal civil war era US leader was actually 12 feet tall. And the last one reads, is Hawaiian born former president actually former leader of Al-Qaeda? Mm. So that goes back to the Obama-Osama thing. But... Yeah. And we've got the US civil war link as well. Yeah, with the, the leader, yeah. 12 feet tall. Hmm. Mm. These just sound like the US equivalent of the Daily Mail. Mm. That's pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, what it was. <laughs> I think I think they actually printed a headline at one point. It was like, in Liz we trust. Uh, and I bet, I bet, I, I, that's aged well. That's aged very, very well. Mm, um, mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Mm, yeah. This is this, have you just like copied and pasted this off of Fox News, maybe? This is InfoWars. <laughs> um yeah, I, I wonder if those last two statements might be the kind of the key ones for us. Because yeah, we've got the Civil War thing, which is a specialist subject, and we've got the Obama Osama thing of Hawaiian born former president, actually former leader of Al Qaeda. Hmm. In the press the press uniform, is there anything about that? Is there anything sort of in the pockets of it or anything? Or is it just a a starch uniform? Um, you have a little look inside and nothing really springs up as being particularly noteworthy. There's a signed photograph from Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Halbert J sounds like quite the character. Can he stay in space? <laughs> Um, is there anything we've not looked at? So we've done, I feel like we've probably done more of the sleeping pod now, but did we really find anything in the kitchenette? The only thing that was of note in the kitchenette was that warning sign about crumbs fucking up the electronics. Um, oh, hold on. Above the computer terminal, mm -hmm. you said there was a screen with scaffolding on it? Yes. Such as the outside. Can we inspect the... that a bit closer? 
Uh, yeah, it's just a large perspex, basically a window to the outside world. The scaffolding, uh, you surmise, is what's attaching the shuttle and the rocket to the ground and the night sky. Okay. Uh, like, a, like a rocket ready for launch at Cape Canaveral. Okay. Is there anything else for us to see on the dashboard? Uh, nothing really springs out of you other than just the that old computer uh, terminal. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else in the room with us? I mean, can we get into like the engines or anything? I'm conscious that's not probably how space shuttles work. Uh, these just these three areas um, of the shuttle that you have access to. You have at the moment you have everything you need for the next step. For the next step. Dun, 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 dun. Hmm. You have 15 minutes remaining. Let me know if you would like a little steer. But Jane, we've failed so many recently. <laughs> <laughs> we could fail this one as well. <laughs> shall, we, um, shall we take him up on the offer of a steer? I suppose we probably should. Bearing in yeah. mind he said this is the first part and we're not passing it. <laughs> oh, Christ, yeah. It. What if this is just the opening? Yes, Alad, God. But can you <laughs> there's, ask for it? there's not a great deal after this. It's fine. <laughs> uh, can we have the steer, please? Yes, certainly. So... You've already connected Obama equals Osama to the last uh, headline of that newspaper. How would you then apply that logic to the other three? So we've got, presumably, Ulysses S. Grant, Ryan Reynolds, and Joe Biden to apply to the others, because we have three people's names and we don't have three people. Ah, but does he mean the other three statements, as in the other three um, headlines? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so polled, revealed current commander-in-chief, Paul asked, what, so that's going to be Joe Biden, isn't it? Oh, I see, yes, yeah. yes, I see what you mean, yes. After rigged election, well, that's... That's, that's, that's got to be... And Civil War is going to be Ulysses S. Grant. Which means we all correct. must be Ryan Reynolds. But no, it's, it's well, I suppose it's only other name there, isn't it? But uh, Yeah, Laura, Laura was correct that um, that rigged election one does refer to disgraced President Trump. The angry what's it? <laughs> <laughs> For our American listeners, what's it for? Corn-based, extremely orange snack. Okay, so we've got okay. names against statements and headlines. Friends but we're none the wiser as to what the password on the machine is, unless we try Osama. Osama equals Osama. Osama equals Osama. What are you thinking on that? Well, you've got Obama equals Osama, but the B is crossed out and the S is circled. So I just, I don't know. Hmm. And it says Oama equals Osama. Could be. Maybe it's, or maybe we do a substitution on like Joe Sidon, but then I'm not, I guess I'm not tying, linking these things together very well. No, I'm trying to work out how that, what, what the link of them does. Hmm. Hmm. Would it be Ulysses B. Grant? Could try that. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, let's give that a go. Go. Uh, yeah, you, you try Ulysses B. Grant into the terminal and nothing does happen. Do we need to replace all the S's with B's though? Yeah. So it would be Eula You put in blah, 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 blah. Again, nothing happens. That's not what we asked for, Jamie. Say it properly. Yuli Bees. The Yuli Bees S. Grant, who was the one who had bees for eyes. Can we try Osama? Just Osama. Yeah, just Osama. And again, nothing nothing happens. What about Obama? You put Obama in. Nothing nothing happens in what the terminal. What about Obama equals Osama? Put Obama equals Osama into the terminal and nothing happens. What happens to I Obama suppose, because... equals Osama equals Obama equals Osama? <laughs> I suppose that's just going to be Joe Owen's password, though, isn't it? That's not going to be Halbert's password. No, true. He's the one that's the... Or that, that will be... You have you have 10 minutes remaining. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> password is something to do with it being 12 feet tall, then. 
because to link with the because what's the link with the new headlines otherwise hmm. to look at the password maybe so friends hmm. should feel you as civil warrior is actually 12 feet tall and we've got those crates that are locked with padlocks but they're keys hmm. so any of the crates have the confederate flag on them uh no i did consider it <laughs> but i thought that i may be pushing it too far <laughs> Okay, and the Osama eagles above, but the one that's like written on it, that's locked, yeah? It's just, that's just locked. Just a padlock on it. Yes, yeah, just like just, the rest, they're all locked the same. Okay, he did say... after all that time, we were like, it wasn't locked, it just had a padlock on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he did say we have everything we need to solve the first bit. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> Jamie, have you done that thing again where you assume that we're clever? No, Mike, you are clever. I will give you a, a very, a, a very, a very, t- very tiny, very tiny little nudge, Rooney. Is that you've got four different headlines? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the password that you were looking for has four letters. Ah. Oh, so it's not puffy. Uh, uh. So I'll read out the four uh, headlines again. Polls reveal that current commander in chief is a porcelain ass washer. After rigged election, rightful president to return with a loud strike of his fist. Forensics reveal Civil War era US leader was actually 12 feet tall. And is Hawaiian-born former president actually former leader of Al-Qaeda? Okay. Did they say names? So Biden, Trump, Grant, Obama, Uh BTGO, or JDUB if we're doing the first names, isn't it? Yeah, I guess it would be Obama would make sense because that's what we've got on the crate so we focused on surnames yeah so and it was the second letter that was circled and crossed out but oh, so maybe it's the second letter then maybe yeah, so um so if we did so biden trump uh grant and ob so if we did the first letters it would be b t g o if we did the second letters it would be i R R B slash I R R S. Um, so, yeah. shall we? Can we? Can we try in the password field? Um, I R R S. Uh, that does not work. I R R B. Neither does that. B T G O. Mm, no. God damn it! Okay, I'm. I'm... I R R S I S I S S or C International Space Station. That's all. <laughs> it is not. Close. It um. It is. You'll recognise it as an actual word when you get it. When you see it. Oh. Okay. No, it's not just a jumble of letters and not that cruel. Civil. That's uh, that's more than four letters. Yeah. Done. <laughs> is four letters. As yes. <laughs> the B was crossed out and the S was circled. You got, you got this. I could give you a whisper of a nudge. Do it, Jamie. Do it, Jamie. You're going to at this point. Yeah, can we have it a bit, bit louder than a whisper? How would you describe someone who's 12 feet tall? Giant. Oh, giant. No, that's not four letters. You are correct. The giant is is the word that you're looking for there. How would you describe a porcelain ass washer? Uh, toilet. Bidet. Oh, instead of bathing. <laughs> okay. Grant giant. Right, hang on. Grant oh, God. equals giant. Oh. Oh. Biden equals bidet. And then you've got Obama equals Osama. Ah, oh, Jamie, I hate you so much. <laughs> you know, I, I I live for those moments where like Mike said something Mike's, like that, yeah. or calls me a prick, or because that's like yes, <laughs> that's the satisfying bit. I'm <laughs> genuinely wondering if I've had too much beer to drive to Wales. It's, 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 is is Trump punch then, or 
It's a loud strike of his fist, or is it? Um, thump. 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 So Trump equals thump. Oh, and it'll be the circled letter. It's going to be the substituted letter in each one. So it would be... Hang on. Oh, the letter that's different. I-T... H... This. This. Is this the password? This is the password. Oh, oh. oh, oh the hatred! The hatred grows! Oh. You type this into the password and the screen changes to a green text pre-Windows menu screen. Uh, oh. There's a little button that says release sleep pods. Yeah, do it. Uh, So you smash the button and you hear from above you. The two sleeping pods are now open. What's in them? What's in them? So inside uh, the third pod on the right, Spurus pod, uh, it's pretty bare except for a little slip of paper tucked under the pillow, which you recognize as a ridiculously long list of descriptions of Donald Trump. Ridiculously (laughs) long. And inside the middle pod, Owens, you see uh, an old picture of an old lady with a young boy on which hangs a small key. And you also see... Um, on the bed is um, a rather large collection of Tom Jones memorabilia. Right, key to the crates. And it'll be a crate with a Welsh flag. Is that what you're looking for? Yes, yes Tom Jones right. memorabilia, Welsh flag. Cool. Um, so you open the crate with Welsh flag. Uh, inside inside uh, Owens's crate, you find a signed photo of Port Albert's favourite son, Michael Sheen, uh, a Wrexham football <laughs> club shirt, uh, a cookbook, 20 ways to make Welsh rabbit, and about 15 packets of homemade Welsh cakes. So the Wrexham football kit would be a reference to Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds, yeah. Oh, yeah, can of course. We, can we crumble up some uh, Welsh cakes over like the dashboard? Yeah, and, and eat the rest of the Welsh cakes. Uh, eat, obviously, eat some of them, of course. Okay, um, so with one minute and 50 seconds to spare, <laughs> you, you open the Welsh cakes. And as the crumbs of the delicious home-baked Welsh cakes... Made with love in the valleys, mountains and streams of the land of our fathers, they begin to work their way into the shuttle's instruments. You hear several loud bangs, and bangs and sparks start flying from the terminal. The door behind you bursts open and you hear from the console. Shuttle launch accelerated. Launching in T-10, 9, 8. You hurl yourself out the door and down a ladder to the ground. The thrusters begin to fire up and so you run into the nearest building to get away from the flames. Your monkey hairs are a little singed, but otherwise you are unhurt. You enter a dimly lit room with rows of telephones and a huge screen showing the shuttle as it begins to ascend into the sky. After a few seconds, there's a huge explosion as the shuttle blows up mid-air, sending bolts of fiery metal screaming to the ground. In the dim light, a man with suspiciously fake hair and small hands starts speaking into one of the phones. This is terrible. You're all losers. First, Sleepy Joe steals the election, and now this. I don't care how you do it, I just want it done. One way or another, I'm going to bigly go where no one has gone before. I'm going to colonize the moon. It's going to be beautiful. Nothing like you've ever seen before. Absolutely spectacular. Fantastic. And then I can become Emperor of Trump Truthlandia, and nobody's going to stop me. To be continued. And congratulations, you've solved my puzzle. Well done, Jane. Oh, Bravo. Those voices are so good. Yes, they are. Oh. Damn it, I wish I'd, I was sort of thinking, porcelain, I was thinking B-Day ages ago. I was like, I should have, let, should have gone with that. It was that tight, it was tight. That's not that sort of means. Damn it. You should have said it out loud, Law, because B-Days are brilliant. The bum sink. The bum sink. <laughs> I should have said bum sink instead of ass washing. <laughs> oh, well.
Ah, oh, do you know what? So this, if we, this was a real escape room, this would be the bit where you have a little debrief after the session afterwards and they give you the little chalkboard with your time on it. They're like, do you want your photo? And you can't help but notice they've written the number of clues you had <laughs> at the bottom. And you're like, so how, how do people normally do it in this room? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah people. Better. Yeah. <laughs> never never needed to um, to give that many clues before. Had yeah. To, had to make some new clues up. Never had to come in before and actually unlock Unlock a door for some, for some people. <laughs> uh, I didn't have to give you answers before. I think that you did. You did most of the legwork yourself. All I did was give you a minor nudge towards the right direction. Without which yeah. we would have failed. It was all Laura and Allard. I just sat there talking about bums. I slung the initial poo and I dropped my mic there. I was like, oh, well, I, I was I was worried at first when you were like instantly. I'm going to chuck shit at the wall. I thought that it's going to take him five minutes to get to get that that first bit. I was like, oh god. That's what, that was that was what the the extra five minutes was for was to to realise you had to, to chuck some shit at the wall. But you your mind went oh, but that was there. Bit. No, I mean I've been throwing it as a potential answer to a puzzle basically every episode since we started. <laughs> as long as you'll throw it in the house, Michael, it's all throw it in the garden. The long list of descriptions of Donald Trump is actually a real thing. That I was kind of I was like worried that you'd be like, Can we, what's on that list? What ask. is on that list, Jamie? Did you ever have you ever seen Charlie Brooker's Newswipe? Or, yes, love yeah. it. So in 2017, they were going to do one for the end of 2017. And two of the writers on that show came up with a massive list of descriptions of Donald Trump. And for a number of reasons, I don't know why the show just didn't happen. But they, they posted those descriptions on <laughs> on Twitter. And it's one of those things. It, this was four years ago. And every time I read this list, I sort of have a little bit of a breakdown because I end up laughing halfway through it and I can't rattle them off in one go. This is a flavour of what you, what you got. So Donald Trump, a man who looks like he's constantly shitting. The face from a leaflet about blood pressure. <laughs> a guinea pig in a Toby jug. The first girlfriend's horrible dad. A, ki- a kitten balanced on a Chelsea bun. A fistful of straw. A totem pole made of fish paste. <laughs> a, wa- a walking wig named after a fart. Um, a man who sprayed the top of his head with so much thicker nets got into his brain. Uh, uh, fascist bagpuss. <laughs> a homemade uh, Alec Baldwin. Um, a, b- a, b- a baboon's ass poking out from under a fuck doormat. Uh, and, uh, and a shaved bungle. Oh, one of my favorites. Oh, wow. That, that is but a small part of that full list. So, Patreons, buckle up. It's you might be get, a fun ride. You're going to get a dramatic oh. reading of the whole thing. It, there's some colourful language throughout, so watch out. Do you? Oh my God, do you? <laughs> yeah. Looking, looking back, I probably I should have had more um, signposts into that. It was the, the changing of the one letter to the other to get like, okay, that's the connection between those two different two things. Words. Yeah. And we couldn't, we couldn't make the link because we're stupid people. That's fine. Yeah. Or, the, or the four letter signposting, that would yeah. probably... That would have helped, yeah. Mm. There was um, there was a bad ending. If you stuck in the shuttle uh, too long, would you like to hear it? Please. Yes. So if you hadn't have uh, got out in time. You hear the final seconds of the countdown beat down to zero, and you feel an immense rumbling from beneath your feet as the shuttle's boosters kick in. You're suddenly pushed back into your seats as the G-forces kick in as well. The shuttle blasts towards the stratosphere, and you see the moon behind. Behind, in front, fucking behind. Why did do that? You, the shuttle blasts <laughs> toward the stratosphere, and you see the moon in front of you grow larger in your screen. Your relief quickly turns to panic as you see the shell of the rocket around you begin to fall apart. 
Rivets pop, nails bend, and poorly engineered sheets of corrugated iron buckle under the immense pressure of, a sp of space, and the, whole corrugated shuttle... <laughs> and the whole shuttle falls to pieces around you. You briefly see a piece slowly float past you with the words made with pride in the USA stamped on it. <laughs> you know, stuck floating in space with a limited supply of oxygen and Elon Musk's prototype spacesuits, the only thing between you and the certain death in the deep, dark, cold, nothing of space. So I think it's best that you are now trapped in proximity to Donald Trump. Was this actually a space rocket or was it an Anderson shelter sitting on top of a bin filled with petrol? I mean, given the descriptions of Donald Trump, they seem quite apt. <laughs> that description is going to fit. Thank you so very much for listening. Don't forget you can subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts from, as well as from our website, www.theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can also follow us and get in touch by your Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for The Infinite Escape Room on Facebook and Instagram, and we're at Tia underscore podcast on Twitter. If you enjoyed the episode, and I really hope you did, I'd be very much obliged if you could leave us a review on your podcast app or on Facebook. It really is a massive help in getting us in front of more listeners. Or, if you'd like to support the podcast for as little as a pound a month, then why not consider joining our Patreon? Head on over to patreon.com slash The Infinite Escape Room, where you can listen to episodes before the release to the public, get your name yelled out on the show, get exclusive access to our Discord community, and possibly you'll listen to me do a dramatic reading of all the insults hurled at Donald Trump. We love you lots, and we'll see you next week on The Infinite Escape Room. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye. Bye.